It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Part 24, November. I can't fix education. Since charter schools hire a lot of fake teachers like me, part of the pageantry includes meetings called professional development that are supposed to be the principal or other experts bringing staff with non-education-related degrees up to speed on learning standards and basics. Our schedules included daily professional development, but since Principal Hillbilly lived in her office, we met with her over video conferencing software. We would either log in from any random seat or a small group of us, maybe me and the two other old guys, would sit together in the side classroom and log in over the big screen. Professional development at Hummingbird Academy was just Principal Hillbilly waxing poetic about her favorite topics, such as her dumbass adult children, her two redneck divorces, her alleged boyfriend who is a principal at a district school, and the times she purportedly stopped school shootings by staying so intuitive and street smart. One time we logged in for professional development, or PD as the meeting was also called, and sat through Principal Hillbilly wrapping up nauseating sex talk with that district school principal boyfriend for whom she was so proud. The day after he dumped her, she drew her office blinds shut and cried for two weeks. So while the idea behind professional development made sense, helping non-teachers grow into teachers, there was never anything to talk about when all the students needed to do to graduate was keep making mouse clicks. The truly interesting PDs happened when Miss Moon ran them. She at least tried to pick an educational topic, but then distracted herself with QAnon theories. The video conferencing suite that hosted our PDs included message boards, which Miss Moon filled up with QAnon shit posts. Since there didn't seem to be a principal or corporate level consequence for posting unprofessionally, I started talking back to Miss Moon and outright trolling her fringe right-wing beliefs. And while Miss Moon never backed away from her wild conspiracy theories, even in the face of overwhelming evidence, she also never rage quit our conversations. She and I began fighting and then flirting in perpetuity. My professional development really paid off when we finally received our first three students in the building. Just kidding, my PD never paid off. But we did receive our first three students in the building when one of the probation officers in the zip code stopped by and asked if we could take some juvenile probationers who weren't staying home and preventing community spread, but rather gangbanging while their parents were at work. I said what's up to the probation officer since she and I worked closely together while I was with Esperanza and she responded that she had wondered where I went and where I was hiding out. I shrugged and let her know I got fired for quitting. Of the three students she wanted us to keep an eye on, one of them was actually a former counseling client of mine. I wasn't thrilled to have students in the building as a court condition of release because the arrangement made babysitters out of teachers, and we understood these particular young people were running around town doing sketchy shit without regard to pandemic precautions.
When Santiago, Diego, and Fernando showed up, I pulled Santiago aside and asked him why he was still on probation so long after I counseled him at Esperanza Siempre. Santiago struggled with the transition from calling me by my first name to calling me the Mr. Nonsense required at the school. Santiago told me he was now on ankle monitor and a single violation away from going to county jail. I rarely saw young people screw up so badly that juvenile detention was no longer an option, but that outcome did happen. Santiago also told me his family's horses had been winning lots of races because he gives them cocaine. Santiago enjoyed showing me the fat rolls of cash he always had on him, and all I could do was encourage him to keep his mask on and get back to clicking on schoolwork. Diego also struggled to keep his mask on, but was otherwise a polite teenager with a goofy smile. A smile I should have never seen if he could wear his damn mask longer than five minutes. I once caught Diego hitting his vape on the side of the gas station facing the school and approached him to suggest smoking on the side not visible to the faculty. The fucker ran from me, so when I saw him in the computer lab an hour later, I let him know I just wanted him aware that Principal Hillbilly can see the shaded side of the gas station from her window. I said, I don't care what he does off the property. He knows smoking is bad for his health. Just be smart about it. Then I relentlessly teased him for running from me. Fernando, the soft-spoken bigger dude, seemed to space out the five hours a day he was punished to sit in our computer lab, but once agreed to follow me into the side classroom. I walked him through the junior class essay, which was a comparison of Lincoln's House Divided speech, Whitman's O Captain poem, and the Illinois Whole House Charter. I enjoyed this essay assignment because, if done correctly, students would see how Lincoln put forth an important idea, his idea became meaningful and romanticized, and then finally his idea became a foundational force for good. When we finished, Fernando took a photo of his essay and texted it to his mom. He told me his mom would be proud he wrote his first five-paragraph essay. I congratulated him, awarded more than 70 points, and then sent him back into the computer lab to keep clicking. Three students in the building broke Principal Hillbilly's brain because all year thus far, she wrote and rewrote the instructional schedule preparing for this moment. Now she handed out these convoluted micro-schedules we were to follow throughout our day that included times we were allowed to be sitting down engaging with our students working from home and times we were supposed to be on our feet proctoring, which meant providing floor management and assisting students in the building. Except she scheduled the bulk of everyone's time as proctoring, which meant six out of the eight of us were always up watching only three students. Sometimes one of us would ignore the instructional schedule and sit down to catch up on our grading queue, which would without fail trigger Principal Hillbilly into sending a group email about how the instructional schedule is to be faithfully followed at all times. I started having nightmares that somehow my mom or dad would find out my job as an unexceptional late 30s male was to spend the majority of my day at work walking around an empty computer lab. If any of the six given teachers banned from sitting at a computer that hour included Miss Cat Gastro or Miss Guerrero, they would hog the three boys whose consequence was school and make sure the unlucky probationers only worked on their specific curriculum. If my zigzagging around the computer lab happened to zag me near Cianto, Diego, or Fernando, then Miss Guerrero would scream, don't disturb them, they're working on my class right now. 
and the sad boys would glance toward me with a look of defeat, wishing Miss Guerrero would reach the sit-down portion of her instructional schedule so they could return to looking up answers on the internet unsupervised. I didn't take a victory lap when Trump lost the November election, but my relief was palpable. To the contrary, Miss Kat Gastro became more vocal in trying to rally support for a teacher mask protest, failed, Miss Guerrero started wearing All Lives Matter shirts, stupid, and Miss Moon switched up what she had been saying all year and told me how proud she was that a woman of color, like her, was going to be sworn in as vice president. Hot. Miss Moon also told me I was too good-looking to carry the gear I brought to school each day in a reusable grocery bag and to please send her a link to the briefcase or man bag I wanted online so she could purchase me an upgrade. When I didn't take her request seriously, she went about purchasing me $500 in gifts on her own. I knew Miss Moon had a man at home she referred to as her partner, but assumed if she were openly buying me extravagant gifts, then she and her partner must have some polyamorous arrangement. Without the prospect of four more years of Trump, I needed a new distraction, so I started flirting more with Miss Moon. I signed on to our video conferencing suite and downvoted all her latest posts about how Democrats stole the election. I had already figuratively walked Santiago, Diego, and Fernando through their English class essays, so there was nothing else to do except literally walk around the building during the proctoring hours of my instructional schedule. The students working from home still sent in garbage essays that they copied and pasted from online encyclopedias. And sometimes the copy and paste job was so haphazard that the essay included remnants of the footnoted HTML. Boom, 70%. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.